Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Amen. Hey, if you brought your Bibles this morning, let's just go right into it, okay? No funny jokes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be... I'm gonna be I'm going to be on it, dog on it. Um, let's go to Matthew chapter, chapter 22. Somebody said, I like it when you're not on it. <laughs> what did you do with our pastor? Matthew chapter 22, and I'm going to start with verse 34. Something that I like to do uh, every week is to welcome in uh, our online family, those that are tuning in through Facebook Live and those that are listening uh, by podcast. We just want to recognize you and honor you. Um, for taking time out of your, your schedule to connect with us as we study, learn, and grow together. Amen. We don't take that for granted. But if you're ever in our area and you're close to the house, get in the house. And the church said, amen, amen. amen. I don't mind putting it online, but I never like that to be excused. Oh, I'll just watch it from, from home. It is not the same laying in your bed watching, okay? Amy told me uh, it was a few weeks ago when she, I think she was sick or something and what, couldn't be here. And she's like, I watched online, but it's not the same. And if you've ever watched online, you know it's something about the electricity in the house, amen? Because it's not just about the worship and it's not just about the message. It's something that happens when we connect with each other, Amen. Amen, amen. I need your smile just as much as you need my ugly smile <laughs> sometimes. Matthew chapter 22, verse 34. So good to have Bridget in the house too. She was, um, uh, went to school, graduated with Miss Bridget. She's all the way down in the Orlando area, Tampa area. That, And um, she's also, she didn't ask me to say this, but she's also an attorney. And she uh, jumped in uh, and helped um, Josh and Brittany and I when my, when my dad and Robin passed away. Because obviously I didn't know what in the world to do and it's something let me tell you something when ministry is relational you hear me say that and it's one thing I could have went and we could have hired anybody to help uh, but there's something about relationship and knowing somebody and and trust there's there's a trust level there and she was actually my my first neighbor uh, when we moved here and uh, when dad brought us down here in 89 Brittany wasn't on the scene yet Josh wasn't on the scene it was just me and she was our neighbor lived on the same street as us so we kind of grew up together and all those things things that happened in high school stay in high school and Bridget says hey man <laughs> so it's good to have Bridget here this morning. She was celebrating um, her niece's uh, graduation from, from that amazing college over there in Gainesville. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Bucks. Okay. <laughs> I can't let that be the last thing I say. I got to tag it. Matthew chapter 22, verse 34 says this. But when the Pharisees heard that he... That's Jesus. Had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, by the way, this is not on the screen. I know some of y'all are like, how come it's not coming up on the screen? That's because today is for you to have brought your Bible today. Amen? So if you have a glowing Bible, go ahead and start scrolling. I know y'all was like, why is this not coming up on the screen? It's not there, clearly. Verse 35, one of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him, tried to trap Jesus with this question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Let me just say this. Religious people love to follow the law. 
Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two Commandments. There's another, in the original uh, language, it basically says that every, everything, all the, the commandments, everything is summed up into these two things. Love the Lord your God and love people. He said the first and greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And if I was to poll the room today and ask how many of you love God, I feel pretty confident that it would be pretty unanimous that everybody in the room would say, yeah, Pastor B, I love God. And this, this makes my point that it's real easy for church people to do the God thing. It's real easy for people to go, yep, I come to church. I, I mark that off my calendar. I do, I do my Jesus. I get my Jesus on. And then I go and I do me the rest of the week. Oh, me. And we read that, first, we read that verse and, and we're like, I got this. I love God. I, I love God with all my heart. Some of y'all are saying that as soon as I ask, you know, do you love God? I love God with all my soul. I love God with all my mind. I love to worship God. I love to get into his word and study. But here's where I want us to camp out this morning. Because it's no coincidence that this was the message that God laid on my heart for the exact same day that we did new members. Because I believe that we are doing this well. In here, and 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 we're trying to cr- cultivate and create an atmosphere where you take what you're seeing in here and you take it out there, because it's easy to go. Yep, I'm a Christian. I go to church and I love God. I pay my tithe and I sing and I do all that and I I'll even serve a little bit. But it said the second is equal, because if we're honest, this part right here we could use some work on. It's, it's not that we're bad people. We just need the right perspective when it comes to people. Because how many knows everybody don't think like you? Everybody don't look like you. Everybody don't like the music that you like. Everybody doesn't have the same political views as you. Hello. Right? I'm, I'm just going to peel it back a little bit. Because I told God, I was like, hey, I, I could have a different message. Like this, I, I, I enjoy the messages where I get to inspire you and, and you laugh at some of my corny preacher jokes and, and you walk out of here feeling like you're going to take on the world. But today's message, yes, it's going to be inspiring, but it's also a challenging message because you need to do something with what you're taking today, what you're going to take out of here today. It's the second half of that verse, it says, and the second is equally as important. Do you know what that word equally means? The same. And I've heard this verse. I know Adam has preached on this verse before. The same way of my commitment level to God should be my commitment level to people. (laughs) So we're called to love God, yes, but we're also called to love people. Everybody buckle in real tight. Because it's in to get tight in here, okay? I don't need anybody, I don't need any loose riders today. I need you to sit straight up, okay? It's going to lean in with me. I titled today's simple talk this, Love Thy Neighbor, Loving Others Well. Love Thy Neighbor, Loving Others Well. For just a few moments this morning, I want to talk to you about your posture and my posture towards people. 
I'm just going to be honest. I think my posture sometimes <laughs> could use some work. Anybody else? Okay. You know that person that gets on your nerves at work. You know, they, the, the pot stir, drama queen. Yeah. What's our response? If we can't avoid them, we engage with them. And usually that's not Christ-like. What's not? Your response to them? <laughs> oh, me. I told you it's going to get tight in here. So I want to start with this question. How well are you loving others well? This is, this is, this is what every church like every pastor should, should, who's leading people should, should make sure they understand, I've got to love people at the same level equally and it's as equal importance as I'm loving him. I read this quote this week. It said this. I love this. Love others so radically that they wonder why. Love people so radically they wonder why. And I, I was reminded of, of um, the, the Easter event when we, when we go over to Strickland Park. We just did that this past Easter. And it never fails. We will always have people, I say it every year, who come up afterwards with the tears in their eyes as we're winding up cords and picking up trash. Thank you. Thank you to your church. And I don't get a chance to express, but I hear it. I don't know if you guys hear it in the community. Thank you for what you guys are doing with no strings attached. This year, I actually had uh, someone who, who, who opened up Bless her heart. She opened up her wallet and she started putting 20s in my hand. She goes, this needs to go towards next year's event. See, 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 you, you, we love a community so radically because it costs thousands of dollars to do that. You guys, you guys front all the money for the, uh, and order the eggs and that's 40,000 eggs times a um, hundred and something dollars a piece. Y'all do the math. That, you, got, you guys do that. And then the church takes on all the other things and, 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 and coordinating and, and, and um, uh, uh, all the bouncy houses. I think we had five or six bouncy houses. Those things aren't cheap. One day I want to own our own. Come on. Maybe make a little money for the church for our property. You know, have some of us leaders go out on the weekend, set these things up, and all the funds go back into paying that thing off. Come on, somebody. Because us just being in a room ain't going to pay for the power to stay on. Hello. <laughs> yeah. So, so what are we doing? We're loving people so radical, they're asking why. What's in it for Release City? Nothing. Not monetary, not status. We're just presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ with no strings attached. Here's the problem. God wants us to love him, I mean, love people that, to the same level that we love him. But the problem is this. People are a lot harder to love than God is. <laughs> Y'all got any of them in your family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so how well do you love your neighbor? As I was researching this and preparing, and then this is kind of funny, then I really will get on my best behavior. I, I came, as I was researching, I came across this app. It's called the Next Door app. And a lot of people, do y'all, have you ever heard of it? A lot of, a lot of places in, in larger cities, they use this app um, it, 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 it's, it's a next door app that was started so that you could communicate with your neighbors things like needs and resources and to help each other out and those types of things. And if you've never been on the app, I'll go ahead and tell you that it's a place just so that you can criticize, slander, and call people out without actually having to look at the whites of their eyes. It's kind of like Facebook. We call people out, we criticize, we slander without ever having to see them. I call that passive aggressiveness. Some of you need to be delivered. From passive aggressiveness. 
I had to hit Facebook today, see who's talking about me after this message. I found a couple, I found a couple examples from the Nextdoor app. I just wanted to share them with you because maybe you've never seen this. I'll just show you how crazy this is. This is a couple of them. This one was titled Suspicious Behavior. This is what they wrote. Uh, this is what a, a lot of ho- uh, homeowners in, in a HOA, like for, they have like little, their little group, their little, their little segment of sit, the city. It says this, I, I saw my next door neighbor drive up to their house, open the garage door from inside their car. They drove into the garage and closed the door behind them. It was last night around 530. Did anyone else see this? Because typically they park in the driveway. Anybody, any of y'all nosy neighbors? Like, yeah, okay, okay, let, 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 let. Because, any of y'all got any nosy neighbors? Okay, because typically they park in the driveway, but last night they parked in the garage. I have made a formal report, but I wanted to keep others on the lookout for this type of irregular behavior. It just makes me nervous of what's happening to our neighborhood. <laughs> this, is, this is legit stuff. This is, this is even better. The title of it said, Need to Rehome a Dog. Small terrier tends to bark a lot. If interested, let me know, and I'll jump over my neighbor's fence and get it for you. (laughs) Yeah. Release City. Don't be that kind of neighbor. Yeah. (laughs) So for just a few moments, I want to talk to you today about how do we love others well? How do we care for our neighbor? How do we show compassion? And how do we forgive? I want to look at Romans chapter 12 for the rest of our time together. And you'll need to turn there. Romans chapter 12. And we're going to read verses 9 through 21, I believe is how far I'm going. And I want to talk to you today about your approach and my approach to people. I truly believe in this season of ministry that we're in, if we're going to continue to see God move in our lives and see continued growth, it's going to be our posture towards people that God's going to be looking at. I, I say this all the time, and, and especially when I first moved back down here and I was just the executive pastor alongside of, of my dad, and, and I, I just said, you know, God is watching to see what he can entrust to us. And if we take care of the little, and dad taught me that pretty much all my life, if you'll take care of what you have, God will give you something more. And we wonder why God won't give us more. That's because you're, not taking, you're taking advantage of what you do have. God can't answer your prayer if you're not being faithful and consistent with what you do have now. Yeah, but that's not what I want, but that's what you have. What are you doing with it? Yeah, but I want that. Well, you're not going to get that until you learn to accept and appreciate this. Somebody said, I like you better when you were telling jokes. Could you got anything else you can share from the, from the neighborhood app? See, I believe that God wants to breathe into this ministry. I believe that God wants to breathe into our homes and our family. But if we don't have both of these commandments, loving God and loving people, as equal importance, we are going to miss out. If we don't, as a ministry, if we don't take care of what we have, how can we ever expect God to pave the way? He's already paved the way through through paying cash for, for the property. We've always said we will leave every place that we, that we do ministry, we will always leave it better than we found it. Always. That's something that Dad instilled in us because we believe that God has more for us, but he's not going to give you that until you take care of what you have. Yes, we are called to love God, but we are also called to love people. As a matter of fact, 
I'll just go out on a limb and say you can't say that you love God if you're not truly loving people. So if you're failing in that area, you can say I love God all day long. But he's watching your actions because actions speak louder than your words. Romans chapter 12. See, when we truly understand what Jesus did for us on the cross, we can't help but give it away and share. Share it with others. Romans chapter 12. I'm just going to break these verses down. It says this, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Write this down if you're taking notes. Loving our neighbor must be sincere. Loving our neighbor must be sincere. A prayer that I prayed a long time ago at a worship conference in, out in Texas around 2009, I think it was. You've heard me say this before, but I, I prayed a prayer of God, break my heart for what breaks yours. Like literally, break my heart for what breaks yours. I wanted to be positioned in a place where God can use me, but he can't use me if it's my opinion in the way. So break my heart for what breaks yours. That's why your pastor is a crybaby. Like legit. Because I prayed a prayer, God break my heart. So when I hear of things happening in the community, somebody was in Walmart this week and was sharing some details and I broke down in the cosmetic department. I was not there shopping. This person was. I just happened to see and came in for a conversation. So, okay. But in that moment, I... Pastor, because I pray, God, break my heart for what breaks yours. If you want to love people well and, lo and make sure that your love for them is sincere, pray that prayer. God, break my heart for what breaks yours. I don't think I've ever encouraged anybody to pray that prayer. But let me tell you, let me warn you, when you do and you're sincere in the prayers, watch out. It will change your life. To love others well, it has to be genuine and it has to be sincere. It can't be fake. A lot of fake church going on in our world today. And let me tell you something. The world can see straight into if you're being fake. There's no denying real love. Let me say it this way. Loving your neighbor can't just be lip service. It can't just be lip service. It has to be lifestyle. Loving your neighbor just can't be, hey, let us know if there's anything we can do for you. You ever heard that? You can't just be, hey, I'm praying for you. No, you tell a member of our team that we're praying for you, it's going through a text message and literal prayers are going bring, bring, bring on, our texts, on our text chain. Am I, am I lying, y'all, who are on that list? No. Listen, don't let your lips and your lives preach two different messages. Unfortunately, in Christianity today, we're getting the reputation of being able to say the right things but not able to, to do them. We say one thing, but we have no follow-through. Man, if that's not something my dad instilled in me. If you say it, follow through. If you said you were going to do it, show up and do it. If you committed, don't back down. I mean, let's face this. You, you can come in here and experience the presence of God and, and feel like, wow, I, I feel so closer to God. And some crazy person pulls out in front of you in the middle of that parking lot, the church parking lot, and you reach for a bird and you let it fly. That's how fast. I love God, but you an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be genuine and sincere. No, I'm sincere, Pastor. I did it. I meant it too. <laughs> 
when the world sees us being like they are, then we're no different. And you can't tell them, don't let, your, don't let your words be different than your lifestyle. Don't let your lips be different than your lifestyle. All right, let's keep reading. Verse 10. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each, honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble. Wow. How many of us get impatient when we fall into trouble or when we're in a bit of a battle and we're praying and God doesn't show up? We get what? Impatient. <laughs> Please. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Oh, I'll come back to that one. I'm not there yet because that's going to be a minute. You better tighten it up a little bit more. I'm not going to lie to you. I lost this. Like, I don't just pretend. Like, this is hard. This is tough. This is challenging stuff. And I feel like it, when I read it, I lost half the people in the room. <laughs> just like I was like, God, are you really sure I'm supposed to? Because I don't know. Share this. Because I'm having an issue with this. Because people crazy. Huh? There's some people that suck in life. I'm calling it what it is. They're not good people. <laughs> but how we respond to them and how we react to them. You can't respond to that crazy person on your job that stirs up stuff the same way everybody else does. Ganging up on them. Why don't you do what Jesus did and get up in the middle of that and pull that, pull that person out and find out why they act the way they do. Not why are you so crazy. Get to know their story. I'm going to get there. 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 Hold on. This is tough stuff, right? Yeah. Let's be honest. It doesn't take the power of God to love somebody who's nice to us. It doesn't take the power of God. Oh, but you let somebody come at you. You need the power of God to keep your mouth shut. Huh? But it takes the grace of God to love somebody who has torn you down and criticized you. Oh, I know. It takes the grace of God. Next thing I want you to write down is this. Loving our neighbor is an action of love, not a reaction to hate. Loving our neighbor is an action of love, not a reaction to to hate. I, see, what I'm saying is, it's not I'll love you to the level you show me love. Where are my married people at? Where are my married people at? Uh-huh. I love you to the level you love me. Somebody, Pastor B, I need you to keep moving. Get back to your notes. But we're that way. I'll serve you to the level you serve me. I'll do for you as long as you're going to do for me. No, he says, love them unconditionally. Love our neighbor. Loving our neighbor is an action of love, not a reaction to hate. Meaning, we've got to make a decision to love no matter what they do and no matter what they say. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. There's, a, there's, a, there's a one for you. Not love your neighbor as long as they love you. Not love your neighbor as long as they're fair to you. Not love your neighbor as long as they give you what you're giving them. No, make a decision to love. 
Everybody breathing okay in here? Okay. You probably heard this before. Love is not a feeling. Love is a choice. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. I've got to make up my mind regardless. Amy Weber's got to make up her mind regardless if he started the coffee or not. It's going to be a good day. Because we were laying in the bed yesterday morning, and she said, she, I said, well, I guess I'm going to get up or something. I don't remember. And, and she said, did you, did you start the coffee? Because for some reason, we go through coffee makers like, it's real, it's real bad. Like, we're not good with coffee makers. And this new one we got does not have an automatic timer on it. And so I had to get up every morning and go in there and hit the thing and turn the other thing on and let it go. And she wanted to know, before I move from this spot, is my coffee ready? She needs to learn to love me whether daddy hit the button or not. And the church said, amen. <laughs> they got my back. Want to preach for Mother's Day now? <laughs> you got something to say. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. That's why I said in the thing, pray for Pastor B. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, pray for them because they got to put up with me. Love is never a reaction. Love is always a choice. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that Jesus actually tried to get out of the cross. He said, what? Father, if there's any way, let this pass from me. So even Jesus said, it's not easy. Because the Bible says that even while we were in sin, he died for us. Now let me, let me get ahead of myself. Hold on. So what's he say? So bless those who persecute you and pray for those who come against us. How do you love somebody who is unlovable? How do you love somebody who has hurt you? How do you love somebody who stabbed you in the back and betrayed you? How do you love them? Here it is. You pray for them. You do. Romans 12, 15. Oh, let me, oh, oh, that was 14. So let me, I, I, that was part of it. I should have read it. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Hello. No birds flying. Pray that God will bless them. Verse 15. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Amen. Write this down. Loving our neighbor mandates empathy. Loving our neighbor mandates empathy. If... Why is this message so important? Because if we're going to reach our city, and we're going to be more than just a church in our city, but a church for our city, we've got to do this. We, it's, it's, a, it's mandated. We must. It's a commandment. It mandates that we meet people where they are. It requires us to come into their story and see it from their perspective. Because how many knows we got our perspective? When we, some, when we see somebody who sins differently than us... <laughs> When we see somebody who's not doing a good job at hiding their sin, let me put it that way, like the rest of us do, we're good at hiding. But when we see somebody who puts their sin on display, why don't we actually find out what their story is and why they're where they are? Church. Just following the, following the technique of Jesus. See, because we live in a world that really loves their own opinion and their own perspective. Facebook is full of opinions and personal perspectives. But as a follower of Jesus, if you're really going to love your neighbor, as hard as it may be, you're going to have to see something from their point of view and from their experience. 
Do you know how you gain, do you know how you gain understanding for empathy? Write this down. You talk less and you listen more. That's how you find out their story. That's how you gain their perspective. That's how you insert yourself into their experience. Because it's hard to hear somebody else's story when you're always talking. I'm talking to family today, by the way. I'm, I'm trying to help us all. <laughs> so loving our neighbor mandates empathy. We have to learn to meet people where they are. Something that I'm learning as I watch and observe is emotional awareness is not something that many people possess. The awareness of some, why, connecting with somebody emotionally. That we, we don't possess that, not naturally. It's got to be intentional. Instead of being judgmental and saying things like, yeah, your life is pretty jacked up. Take the time to hear their story. Instead of, I remember when we first moved here, and there's some people that came to the ministry, and word on the street was, hey, can y'all believe that Forward Church lets them come to their church? Do you know what they do? Do you know what their lifestyle is? If they can't come here, because they sure ain't going to yours. I'm call it like I see it because some point we got to get this right, church. I'm talking to all church. We got to get this right. There's a mandate on us to get it right because if all we're doing is bringing people that look like us, talk like us, dress like us, drive what we drive, and live where we live, we're missing it. You got a country club with a big fat bank account and ain't doing nothing with it. Yes, I'm a little angry right there. Absolutely. It's a holy anger. Do you mean to tell me they actually let them come to their church? Hold on. Hold on. Jesus said, ye without sin, you cast the first stone. And all those religious people had to drop their rocks and split. See, I take this serious. If you got a call on your life to lead people out of darkness... They know they're in darkness. Just show them light. And do it lovingly. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary, ordinary people. If you've ever used the word ordinary people, you are not humble. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Write this down. The key to empathy is humility. The key to empathy is humility. Loving our neighbor begins with humility. It's thinking of others before ourselves and acknowledging that we don't know everything. Just because I'm standing up here doesn't mean that I know everything. I'm a student of his word. Loving our neighbor begins with humility. Say this with me. Say, I'm not an expert. <laughs> you see this happening all the time on Facebook. 
You got, you got Susie Q. I know we got a Susie in here. I have a hard time coming up with a name off the top of my head. Then it has to be somebody. You got Beatrice. How about that? Anybody named Beatrice in here? You got Beatrice on Facebook. Don't ask me how to spell it. <laughs> no. You got Beatrice on Facebook. She's six years in debt, credit card debt, but yet she feels like she's a global economist. Got all kinds of things. She's commenting on everything. Now she's going to save the country. Are you tracking me? You got Boss Hog. No Boss Hogs in here? Okay. I just dated myself again. Dukes of Hazard. Just the good old boys. Yeah, Boss Hog on there feeling like the, 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 he, never went to, he never went to medical school, but when COVID was going on, he was commenting on everything that was wrong with this, that, and the other. Had no medical background, but he got a perspective, and he got a, how do we deal with them? I'll tell you how some of us dealt with it. We got right up in the mix, and we was typing back. Was that, really, was that really shining the light of Jesus? Can you actually shut your laptop and just, that doesn't concern you. Yeah, but it got me all stirred up. Oh, I know. We saw. <laughs> I'm just having fun, y'all. Here's what I'm saying. We can fight to be right or we can fight for people's hearts and love them well. I can fight to be right, and, and even though I, I, I really, I mean, like, I'm right. Like, I know I'm right. Well, good for you. Yeah, but I'm right. You can fight to be right, or you can fight to, to reach somebody's heart. Love them well, but you can't do it without empathy, and empathy starts with humility. Something I've also learned is this. Some of the loudest critics are just walking through some of the toughest pain. Some of the loudest critics, I've told you before, not everybody likes, not everybody loves Pastor B like you love Pastor B. I've had people who said they love Pastor B, but their actions showed me otherwise, and they left Pastor B. And I can either go on Facebook and confront or I can just unfollow you and ain't got to look at you. Because I know me. And I ain't there yet. Are you listening? Sometimes it just takes getting, I can't see you. I know see you. I know you standing right there. I know see you. Until you get your heart right and tender. I'm going to get there in a minute, but have a tender heart, but a hard head. I'm going to get there in a minute. I'm, this is going to make sense in a minute. But when I have a hard heart, never respond out of hurt. Never respond out of a hard heart. I'm just trying to help somebody. Say this with me. Say, it's not always about me. I'm almost done. Perhaps it's a perspective shift. And perspective shifts aren't always easy because it requires me to deny my own opinion. A perspective change requires humility. Let's keep going. Romans 12, 17 and 18. Never back down. Never back, excuse me, never pay back evil <laughs> with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. Do all that you can to live it. <laughs> Hold on. 
Do all that you can to live in peace with the people that think like you. Somebody going to call me out on that? Because that's not what the word said. With everyone. Do everything you can to live at peace with everyone. How do you live at peace with all people? Write this down. Loving our neighbor requires respecting our differences. It's fitting to get tight. Loving our neighbor requires respecting our differences and fighting to find common ground. We're talking about loving people. How do we love others well? It's easy to find and point out what we disagree on, but it takes true humility and true character to understand that a mission mindset and a kingdom mindset is more important than our own perspective. Me having a kingdom mindset is more important than me having my way put in your face to go, he's right, I'm right, I'm right. Amy Weber, I'm right, I'm right in this. I've done that in our past, right? You can say yes, because I know I have. Yes, I have. But not recently, right? No, no. We do that. I'm right. I want you to know I'm right. Say I'm right. Say it. You say it. No, 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 no. But that's what we do. Say I'm right. You don't have to say anything. I'm going to make you feel it. I'm right. That's how we are in the church. God's word says, here, Jesus, we caught her in the act. Not a gossip session that she a few days ago was, was having relations, relations <laughs> with somebody. She was caught in the act. Jesus, the law says, the law says, the Torah says, stoner. I'm right. You know I'm right. But what do you say, Jesus? (laughs) And you know, I've already said it. You without sin cast the first stone. But I'm right. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) I don't want to be that church. Not going to be that church. What am I saying? God is re- requires us to find the balance between grace and truth. This is truth. But it, there's so much grace in here. Especially when Jesus showed up on the scene. And the, the, the way I see it, we need to be using his example. What's that look like? I heard it said this way. The balance between grace and truth requires you to stay soft in your heart and hard in your head. I said that. That's, that's the difference between grace. That, that's how you balance grace and truth. You stay soft in your heart and hard in your head. What's that mean? You cannot change your convictions and you cannot change the truth. That's what makes truth the truth. You can't change it. It's the truth. Okay? It's staying hard in my convictions, hard in my principles, but soft in my posture. I have watched pastors hard in their posture. I'm not, I'm not downing. I'm just saying, we can't be that church. Church, don't, 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 don't disqualify your convictions. Don't disqualify your principles, but you need to be soft in your posture. Jesus gave us the prime example. We must be soft in our posture in how we present truth to them. Instead of, it's the truth, deal with it, turn or burn. 
Y'all remember them days? Turn or burn. I, baby, I'm still turning. Anybody else? I'm still turning. I mean, I mean, I, I'm trying to go in the right way, but sometimes I'll be going this way. Yeah. And what's he got to do? Turn, Bradley Wayne. Turn. Yeah, there you go. Keep it. Yeah, but, 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 but I, I'd rather be. Yeah, but that looks so much more easier. And see, I'm about to fall. Why? Because I want to do it my way. And then we got, well, God, why'd I fall? Because you're doing it outside of the way he wants you to do it. Get turned around. I'm still turning. Romans 12, 9. I'm getting ready to wrap it up. Is that my third closing? Whew, yeah, okay. Why y'all counting? See, man. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. I think that was actually my wife that said that. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Did you just say that? Were you counting? Was that you? Oh, it wasn't. Grace, did you? When I said I was on my third closing, you said, yep, you did. <laughs> Call me out. Okay. <laughs> Somebody, I could, I, yeah, but pastor, how are you going to deal with that when you get home? When are you going to give it to her? No, I'm going to be soft in my heart. <laughs> Bam! She still lives at home. <laughs> oh. Back to the message. Listen. He said you must really love them. He, I, I, listen, I can't love you until I accept who you are. I got to get through these notes. Just give me five more minutes. I can't accept who you are if I don't know who you are. I can't accept who you are if I don't know where you've been. That's why for, uh, uh, the Dr. Dennis Weber Legacy Scholarship, when we do that, our, our essay that those students are having to write is different than any of the other essays. I want to know your story. I want to know why you are where you are. I want to know your most difficult thing that you had to overcome. Did you overcome it? How would you get there? I want to know your story. When people come in here and, and their sin is very prevalent and, and it's out there, and I understand, I want to know your story. Why are you like you are? How'd you get there? Huh? I know it's quiet up in here. It's quiet. But we're going to do church like Jesus. Because he was, he, it's his body. We got to be an extension of who he is and function how he wants to function. The point I'm trying to make is I have to accept you for who you are. Listen. It says, really love them. Hate what is wrong and hold tightly to what is good. So many times in church, we want to change who they are. Let me get some Christians off the hook. That's not your job. That's not my job as a pastor to change who you are. That is not my job. We are not the morality police. I didn't die for anybody. I didn't rise again for anybody. I didn't save anybody. I can't, it's not, I can't convict anybody. Oh, if, if, if I may feel like it's conviction, it's going to come out regurgitated as condemnation. And the Bible says, therefore, those who are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation for those who walk after the spirit and not the flesh. But what can I, how do I love people? Listen, accepting everybody doesn't mean that you affirm everything they do. Did you hear me? Accepting them does not mean you affirm everything that they do. I don't have to agree with everything that you do to love you right where you are. In closing, for real. All I got to do is love them where they are and allow the Holy Spirit to do the work that only He truly can do. It's not my job. 
in Romans 12, 9 through 18, God gave us some pretty challenging instructions to live out. But I want to close with 19 through 21 because I believe God gave us a little bit of hope. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge, I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heat burning coals. Yes, Jesus, bring it on. That's the wrong perspective. Yeah, but it's the word, it's the truth. But soften your heart. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their head. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil with... As a ministry, we do that. Because not everybody likes this. But we will always combat evil with good. What God knows is this. If we start praying the right prayers and doing the right things, something's going to shift in the lives of people. Did you hear me? When you start treating people better than they deserve, when you start seeing people the way that God sees them, something is going to shift in their life. But not just their life, something will begin to shift in yours. Because you're turning. What do I want you to know? Simply this today. All of it came down to this. God wants us to love people just as much as we love him. And what I want you to do? Love people well. That's it. That's your challenge this week. And I'm going to be honest. That's a lot. That right there was a lot. So thanks for sticking with me for more than 25 minutes today. Because we need this church. Because look around the room. I've said this before to our leadership team. I'm going to say it again today to this. Look around the room. This is the smallest. I'm not talking about mega church. This is, we will never be this way. Sure, I know vacations and I get all that. I'm not talking about numbers. I'm saying where we are right now, we go from here. How do we do it? By loving people well. That's all I got. Adam's going to come pray and bless you. That's all I got. But I just want you to know, man, let's go love people well this week. Love people well this week. Amen? I love you guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you, and until next time, the best is yet to come.